हेलो एवरीवन एम तनविश्री पर्सिंग माय ग्रेजुएशन इन जर्नलिज्म एंड पॉलिटिकल साइंस टुडे आई एम ब्रिंगिंग यू दिस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज कॉल्ड आर्ट एंड एक्टिविज्म इंडिया सीरीज पॉडकास्ट मैनेजर ऑफ ओरिकलंकनी ओरिकलंकनी इज एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन दैट इज चेंजिंग नैरेटिव्स अराउंड मेंस्ट्रुएशन एंड सेक्सुअलिटी इन इंडिया थ्रू आर्ट थिएटर एंड डायलॉग This series of 6 episodes are for people in the development sector and menstrual education space to get to know the thriving art and activism community that is already present in India. Thanks for coming on our podcast to share your work. We are honored to have you with us ma'am. So let's Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. So let me start my first question that is can you please tell us why did you decide to use art for menstrual activism? All right. Um Picasso once said that I never made a painting as a work of art but it's all for research. That's exactly why we used art for menstrual activism because there is very less research in menstrual activism in general and whatever statistics that we see are essentially zombie statistics that are there to elicit a shock response to to show how bad things are when in fact we do not have any idea about the current state of uh, menstrual health in india it, so this was one of the reasons why we chose to do menstrual activism using art but additionally i think one of the things that actually inspired us was to see how art was becoming so mainstream there was a point of time when art was very elitist it was not accessible to everyone and same thing goes to menstrual activism activism at one point of time was very elitist not everyone had the privilege to be an activist and now it's becoming more accessible to be an activist so by combining the elements that were once elitist we are reaching out to a larger group of people to elicit a response and not give them what to think but just give them something to think about that is one of the reasons why we chose art for activism oh this is so inspiring and it's really innovative to using art and i would like to ask my second question can you tell me the process of planning that went behind it and how was the community's response once you started menstrual activism so we actually had um, a session called menstrual art yesterday and today which highlighted all the previous feminists that came i mean um I'm actually using my line of thought. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, so essentially, we started this uh, event, which was menstrual art yesterday and today, where the yesterday focused on all the menstrual artists that came before us that paved the path to engage in menstrual activism through art, and. the today part focused on the current uh, menstrual art activists who were using menstrual blood to engage in menstrual activism it was mostly a performance art or it was paintings uh, canvas paintings or even using menstrual blood in other areas of their life 
like for gardening so these were all like very revolutionary um acts i would say and that is why we focused our entire event on trying to cover the whole idea of menstrual activism that was done before and that's been done now and we we had a really great response to this um event and then we decided to use menstrual art as a medium to express the state of endometriosis in india in india approximately 25 million indian women have endometriosis but it's hardly spoken about it's not diagnosed it's not treated it's all like entrenched in taboo and once we put out a call for the endoart project we actually got a lot of stories uh from asian women who um uh, spoke about their challenges to diagnosis and um challenges they faced um at workplace at home in personal lives the pain that they're in uh, it was a sort of um validating for the people to share their endometriosis experiences and it was very uh, challenging for our artists to put those stories into art and through this dissemination process we were able to get people to talk about their experiences and you know realize that okay i know someone who has endometriosis endometriosis is so common so why are we not talking about this now this is some sort of we might not realize it but it is some sort of transformational change in order to someone to stop you know stand up take a moment and notice what is this let me read about this let me learn about this what can i do to make this better and that was all the process had been behind it and we got very overwhelming response both for the event as well as for um, the endo art project and one of the reasons why the endo art project also focused specially only on asian women was because um the prevalence rate of endometriosis is higher in asia than in other countries and yet it continues to be one of the most ignored um reproductive disorder that is directly related to menstruation oh thanks for bringing up the statistics too and i really understand the struggle that an artist goes through but you really inspire us like you give us a lot of insight of how activism need not be boring absolutely and my next question is according to you what are other approaches to activism are untapped in menstrual activism i think one of the biggest thing that we need to consider in menstrual activism is that this is not time for leadership there is i mean there is no scope for leadership in menstrual activism yeah. the only thing that we need to focus is on community development so one mm-hmm. of the most important segments that has been untapped in menstrual activism is community activism what are we actually doing to inspire the community to make menstruation uh, i mean to give the to give menstruation a sort of status that you know that is important for everyday life how are we inspiring a community and when i say community how are we involving boys how are we involving mothers grandparents fathers brothers and when we do not have this sort of community action 
how can we engage in social transformation that is needed to eradicate the taboo when it comes to menstruation we need to understand that there is a stigma and social taboo associated with it and how i mean you can distribute all the pads that you want you can talk about saving environment through menstrual cups you can push all the products that you want but a product is a market solution menstruation is a social problem you cannot solve the social problem with a market solution we need to engage the community there is such a distinct gap between the social discussion and the medical discourse when it comes to menstruation again why are we allowing this gap why are we allowing ourselves to widen this gap the only thing that we really need to focus is how can we ensure that menstruators will have good quality of life and good quality of life is not just about good health in terms of having hygienic or safe sanitary or menstrual products it's also about the feeling of not having that shame associated with menstruation not having that shame to hide it from your own father brother classmates colleagues and the only way to engage and change all of this is through community activism leadership is one person community is individuals so many individuals and this community has a much more higher bargaining power than one leadership one organization one individual we want to make a policy change we want menstruators to have um, greater access to healthcare increase their health seeking behavior we need bargaining power and how do we get this bargaining power through community engagement but why aren't we why aren't we able to engage community because it has become it i mean it has come to a point where menstrual activism has become about individual what what is my organization doing what am i doing i have done this i have distributed 10000 sanitary napkins i have done this i have done that no but what have you really done is i mean is 10000 sanitary napkins or menstrual products changed anything have they given somebody who's been suffering from a lot of you know uh, menstrual pain a relief have we found out why they've got that menstrual pain i don't think so so the 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 time we take and involve everyone it's menstrual activism should be for all of us irrespective of our gender our caste our color our ability i mean where are the conversations of people with disabilities in menstruation have we looked at what kind of products they might need so when i say community engagement getting the people on the margins hmm. in to the conversation and the activists themselves should not stand out because this isn't about one person it's about the community 
and once it becomes about the community and once the community feels that yes we need the social transformation we need to change our social norms only then can we see extensive long lasting social change we cannot go to a class and teach menstrual hygiene or menstrual hygiene management or even talk about menstrual health for one hour just at hands and pretend that we've done something do we really think we can change somebody's behavior that they have learned and socialized through like years in one hour yeah. so these are some of the questions we need to ask ourselves and the, and the answer to all of these questions is nothing but community activism yes i agree and your ideas are really thought provoking thanks for inspiring us in that way and my last question is how can people find your work and how can we reach you um we do have a website uh, which is beyondblood.org and we are reachable both on instagram as well as on our website um we do provide uh, peer support as well as professional support for people with pmdd and pme that is one of the most uh, important area that we work on it's in fact our flagship program which is the pmdd advocacy program similarly we also provide mental health support uh, to all menstruators um, across gender spectrum across um, disabilities and chronic illnesses um, who are suffering from premenstrual menstrual reproductive and endocrine disorders and one of the reasons why we do this is because um menstruation is actually considered as a fifth vital sign of health but even today in india it is still looked at only as a sign of fertility it's about time we change that conversation and that is one of the reasons why we so closely work with menstrual mental health and engage in these conversations so everyone engage in menstrual mental health activism it's because we understand that menstruation has an impact on mental health and there is evidence to show how menstruation does directly relate to someone's mental health not only in terms of premenstrual disorders such as pmdd and pme but also with respect to other disorders relating to menstruation such as premenstrual sorry such as menstrual disorders and reproductive disorders and even in some cases endocrine disorders and our instagram account is beyond blood i think it's beyond blood underscore india okay but uh, our website would be the best way to reach to us hmm. uh, we will glad <clears throat> thanks you for your valuable time thank you ma'am for inspiring us thank you so much for having me tanvi hope this episode give you a lot of insight of how activism need not be boring please do check out our other episodes of this series and also other awesome series on our channel orikalankini in all major podcasting platforms see you there then bye